Hi, I'm Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes. A true crime podcast. podcast. <laughs> there's just no interesting way to say that. <laughs> like, no. There's not an interesting word in there, except for crime. A true crime, crime <laughs> but see, podcast. That's, no, that, no, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You could say it in your really well-perfected British accent. Oh, yeah? Do it. Here. Right now? Let's start over. Okay. Ready? I'm just going to talk normally because okay. I don't know how to do an accent. <laughs> okay. Wait, am I saying it in the accent the whole time? Yes. Okay. Hello. Hi. Was that a British hi? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes. A true crime podcast. See, that was interesting. <laughs> Thank you. I know. So. So. We are in San Francisco. Right. It's like October currently. 11th. Okay. 1969. Mm. Great year. Woodstock. Yes. Lovely time. The summer of love. Summer of love. Beautiful. Um, it's already passed. Yeah. Since it's October. So many fun things happened that year. They did. It was great. Mm-hmm. So, except for, for Paul Stein. Oh, yeah. Did not end well for him. So, I'll tell you oh, about it. Paul. 28-year-old San Francisco cab driver Paul Stein is... This is the most interesting murder in this entire it is? thing. For me, anyway. Okay, okay. Because it doesn't... We'll get into well, it. Well, I'll ask but you anyway. why. Yeah, okay. He's driving his cab, mm-hmm. doing his job. Doing the thing. Um, When he unfortunately picks up the Zodiac... <laughs> But he doesn't know he's the Zodiac, obviously. So a man just gets in his car and says, like, I would like to go to Presidio Heights. And this is just a fancy neighborhood in San Francisco. So the cab driver starts driving there. And he stops at a stop sign on the intersection of Washington and Cherry. And the Zodiac just shoots him in the back of the head, like through, like he's sitting behind him and just shoots him through the seat, Mm -hmm. to the back of the head. And... Obviously, he dies. And then the Zodiac, like, cuts a piece of his shirt off, like, his bloody, gross shirt, cuts a piece of it off, and then kind of, like, briskly walks away from this crime scene, like, not running, but not meandering. Like, he's walking slow enough and taking his time so much so that these kids in an apartment complex um, on this street got, like, a really good look at him and... um told their parents and the parents called the police and this is when the pretty frustrating thing happens that I'm assuming is what you were alluding to earlier right the frustrating bit about yes is that why you like this one the most okay yes so the kids call the police and they're like okay what does he look like give us a description because they got like a pretty good description and they give him they give the operator like a really good description of this guy and for some very stupid and unknown and probably racist reason, the person who broadcasts this description to all the police in the area say to be on the lookout for a black man fleeing the scene, not a white man, white man with a crew cut and glasses on. Which is exactly what the people describe yes. to the police. Hmm. hmm. So if anyone <laughs> wants to talk about how cops are racist, we'll just probably use this in our argument. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Exhibit A. Exhibit A. <laughs> there were actually two officers responding to this who heard that description, and they literally think that they walked past the Zodiac. But since they didn't know that they were supposed to be looking for a white guy, they like saw this man come around the corner and kind of quickly walk past them. 
and they got a description of him. Yes. Like the most famous sketch of the Zodiac comes from these two cops walking past him. But they didn't stop him. Of course not. Because they, they're looking on they're on the lookout for a black male. Yep. And he kind of like walks into this park and disappears. Everyone but, yeah. was kind of pissed at those officers, but I think we should be directing our anger at whoever incorrectly broadcasted that description. Yeah, snaps for that. I think that at this point he just wanted to like get more on right. his victim count, so he was just going for like easy kills. And you start to see him disintegrate yeah. from this point on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is I just think this is a pivotal point in this case. Um just when you start to see him deviate from this what they thought was the pattern and then they're like moving away. Because I think like most people, at least when I first heard about the Zodiac, I obviously was like, "Oh yeah, the Lovers Lane murders." And then when I read the book, I was like, oh, there's all these other things that I didn't even know about. And even the ones that you've mentioned, like I had never heard of the stabbing. Was it Becky? Is that her name? Beverly? Becky? It's not Beverly. Sherry. <laughs> Sherry. What the hell? Sherry Joe Bates. You were thinking of Bates. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Sherry, I had never heard of that one before. So yeah. And the, yeah, a lot of people just call these like, oh, he was like killed a bunch of people at Lover's Lanes. Like, mm-hmm. no, he killed two people yeah. or like two couples two, yeah, exactly. at Lover's Lanes. And mm-hmm. he's even compared a lot to the Texarkana killer because yeah. that killer killed people at Lover's Lanes. And he's more like, he sticks to that plan. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there are some other reasons people think he's also that person. But right. um yeah, there's like a lot more to it. Like, yeah. Okay. The San Francisco Chronicle. Yes. They receive a letter shortly after Paul Stein's murder on October 13th, 1969, which contains the words, I am the murderer of the taxi driver. And as you could have guessed, a piece of Paul Stein's yucky, bloody shirt in the letter. Yep. And also in this letter, he made fun of the police for walking right by him and not catching him, which is kind of funny. Uh, they deserve it, those idiots. Well, they didn't know they were looking for him. I know, This that's guy true. was walking quickly away from a crime scene, but in their minds, they're like, okay, but there's another guy who actually committed it that's yes. probably running, and we yeah. can't waste our time like talking to this guy. They have to obey their direct orders, and I totally get that. This is also the letter where he threatens to kill a bunch of kids on a school bus. Oh, yeah. Oh. Juicy. So three more letters come before the Zodiac is, like, actively killing again. Mm -hmm. On November 8th, 1969, he sent another piece of Paul Stein's shirt to the Chronicle and another cipher. On November 9th, 1969, he wrote his longest letter to date. It was seven pages, and he sent it to... The Chronicle. (laughs) Big Um, surprise there. In this letter, he told a story about how the police had stopped him near a crime scene, but let him go. And he basically mocks them for seven pages. And then he casually includes a bomb recipe and a diagram of a bomb that he's making. Nice. Yep. So So good of him to let them know his process. You guys are dumb. And also, here's a bomb. That's about what that letter was. So that's the gist of the seven pages. (laughs) And then um, on December 20th, 1969, he writes another letter. And this time, though, he doesn't send it to any newspapers. He sends it to a famous attorney named Melvin Belli or Belli, B-E-L-L-I. I I don't know how to pronounce it. Can we call him Belli? Belli. Yeah, I like Belli. Belli. (laughs) Um, And... 
the Zodiac writes about how he fears he will kill again and asks this attorney to help him. It's weird. He says, please help me. I cannot remain in control for much longer. He's a defense attorney? I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I would assume too. Huh. So that's kind of weird. That's the only time that he ever really is like, help me, help me I'm bad. At the, the rest of the time, he's just like, I'm bad and it's cool. Yeah, so, right? Like, check me out. Kind of weird. Yeah, so he sends all those letters. Nothing is happening until March 22nd, 1970. And clarification, this is a possible Zodiac connection, not one of the ones confirmed. 22-year-old Kathleen Johns is driving with her infant daughter... You know the story. It's in the yep. movie. Mm-hmm. From San Bernardino to Petaluma. And she's driving on Highway 132. And she's passing through Modesto, which, side note, is where the Lacey Peterson case mm-hmm. takes place. Yeah. She's driving through Modesto when a man pulls up beside her, like, on the highway in, in the lane beside her and motions for her to pull over to the side of the road. So, again... 60s everyone trusts everyone everyone's friendly no one's really murdering anyone yet so she's like sure now my immediate thought would be this person is trying to murder me but not back then so she pulls over to the side of the road and he gets out of his car and comes up to her window she rolls her window down and he's like ma'am your back tire is loose like would you like me to fix it for you so she says okay Spoiler alert, he doesn't fix it. Clearly. He loosens it. Nothing was wrong with it to begin with. And so he loosens her tire and gets back in his car. And he's like, have a nice day, ma'am. Like, yeah. She's like, oh, thank you, kind stranger. Kind That's like, so nice of you. Okay. We always want to think the best in people. Yeah. And she doesn't make it like five yards without her tire completely falling off. Of course. And so the man hasn't drive drove off yet. So he gets out of his car and walks over to her and is like, Man, that's a bummer. Yeah. I must not have fixed it correctly. Like, oh, I must not have tightened it enough. Yep. God. And he's like, there's a service station up the road. Would you like me to drive you to it? So she says, okay. Gets her baby, and they get into his car. In this car, apparently, according to her, he's, like, detailing how he's going to hurt them. Like, just totally changes to a completely creepy person after being this really friendly guy. And she's, like, on a highway, like, in a car with him mm-hmm. and doesn't know what to do. So, like, a total badass, like, grabs her baby and jumps out of a moving car on the highway. Yes. It's so cool. And she, like, runs into the woods and hides her baby just in case he comes back for her. But he's, like, there's other cars around. So he can't really, like, get out and have, like, a big old tussle with her because, right. like, someone's going to stop and do something about it. So he's like, well darn and drives away and she's like on the side of the road like screaming and freaking out so like someone else pulls over and offers to help her and I'm assuming she's pretty reluctant to get into anyone else's car but she does and they safely drive her to the police station she's like waiting in the police station to give her statement or something like that when she sees the sketch of the Zodiac that the two officers from the Paul Stein murder gave a sketch artist to make like on some bulletin board or something like that. And she's like, freaks out. And she's like, that's the person who abducted me. And she like, apparently didn't know anything about the Zodiac before that. And so this is only like a possible Zodiac connection because we don't have any proof other than this woman saying it. Mm -hmm. And like, people are weird and like to pretend to be victims of crimes when they're not. And so 
like it's that's why it's just not a confirmed one. But I don't know why you would lie about that and why you would like put your baby in the woods and like scream on the side of the road. But I also don't know why you'd murder a bunch of people. So exactly. So there's <laughs> you know there's a whole bunch of explanations you could come to. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's interesting because um, also like she had just experienced all of this, and I'm sure that like looking at. I don't know exactly what she did. She look at the sketch that said wanted on it, or did she just look at the sketch? I don't Do know, know what it said on okay, it. Yeah. She just saw the sketch. This is how I like to picture it. Uh-huh. She's like sitting in the lobby, like crying probably because she's all upset and distraught. And then yes. she like turns her head and like he's there on a bulletin board and she like yeah. screams. That's how I right. like to picture that, it. And that may have happened. <laughs> and um, yeah. And I mean, once you have experienced something like that, like an epic traumatic experience, and you see something that so vividly represents the person that just attacked you. I mean, I couldn't imagine why you would want to lie about something like that. Or yeah, I mean, I don't whatever. think people are saying she's lying that from it was that him. way. I okay. think she. I think people are saying that like it never. It happened. never happened. Got you. There weren't like video cameras on this highway. Like no one really knows. No. <laughs> so I'd like to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I like to too because I think that that would be awful and terrifying, and I would like someone to validate if that happened to yeah, me. Yeah, right. When the Zodiac case like really broke open, like probably around Palestine, I don't know. Um, they were getting like thousands of tips a day, and people mm-hmm. were like, "I am the Zodiac." Like people oh, wanted yeah. credit for it, so people are weird about stuff like this. So. Yeah, they like to insert themselves into crime, and we're gonna see that in my favorite murder. Tale. We are so excited. <laughs> So on April 20th, 1970, the Zodiac writes another letter to the Chronicle that includes another bomb diagram, another threat to kill children, and another cipher. Ugh. God, I hate his consistency. It's annoying. (laughs) Eight days later, he sends a greeting card to the Chronicle, and on this card, he writes that he would like people of the Bay Area to wear buttons. As in, like, election buttons, not buttons that button things. But like a little pin. Yes, that features his symbol of the crossed circle. He's Like Like he's some sort of celebrity or something. you guys don't mind, please glorify me everywhere (laughs) you go. Gross. A few months pass, and on June 26, 1970, he wrote to the Chronicle again, and he included a map that he drew of the San Francisco Bay Area, with his crossed circle on Mount Diablo, and he claimed to have planted a bomb there. Obviously, nothing ever comes of this because he just says random things that right. he doesn't actually do. I feel like, and I have a slight theory about why he does all of this, because obviously we could go back and say, well, he's just super nihilistic, definitely just wants the police to do, you know, to... to you know, validate him. He wants to be famous, all this stuff. But I think there's also this like power trip that he's trying to assert over the police in this really subtle way, well, subtle, not subtle. And he wants to see how far his power can reach and see if they'll actually do what he says. Yeah. And so that comes back to our conversation about why or why not they should have published that first letter And I think it goes back to what you were saying about, like, it opened this door for him to kind of, like, test the waters and see what would happen and if they would actually do anything about it. And it may have sparked a more violent side of him that we may not have seen had they not published that first letter. So it's a little bit of a stretch, but not a ton. ton. It's kind of like 
Maybe he just wants to see if they would actually send out a bomb team to Mount Diablo and be like, we got to make sure that there's not a bomb out there. And obviously there wasn't one, but it's almost like he's playing God in a way like, okay, go over here, go over here. It's like a giant game of Sims. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know what you mean. People were like, oh, what is this new weird serial killer thing? I mean, serial killer wasn't even a term at the time that this was happening. It was just this weird concept that was brand new and was like mostly happening in California. And people were just afraid. So I can see the urgency because they didn't know. He's honestly like, I I don't mean this to sound... um, weird (laughs) what's the word just Um, unsympathetic I guess but he's not the most prolific serial killer and people say I don't think anyone's gonna think that's an unsympathetic statement let me me read to you the cover of I have my book Zodiac right in front of me it says the shocking true story of the nation's most bizarre mass murderer people are like he's the worst serial killer of all time like he killed five people yeah and that's confirmed five that's a lot but I'm sorry, Daria killed 147 (laughs) people. (laughs) I just don't think, I think that they didn't know initially whether he was going to be like a Golden State Killer kind of person or like a, now what I would describe as a Zodiac kind of person where it's like, yeah, he's a serial killer. He killed five people. But five is not a victim count that's like even near some other serial killers. Mm -hmm. And he just toyed with everyone the whole time. Like he just wanted the attention and killing people was just a way of getting said attention. It was the way to become notorious. Yeah. So, and he has achieved that goal. I mean, obviously he's my favorite case. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like criticizing him, but I like, we love it. Love it at the same time. But don't actually kill anyone for attention. That's a really stupid plan. So, okay. Less than a month later um he sends the chronicle another letter complaining about how people aren't wearing his buttons how dare he buttons people (laughs) but he's like mad about it and he also says in this letter he claims responsibility for kathleen jones and her baby and the abduction which is another reason that makes me skeptical of whether it was him or just some like creep that did it because like why wouldn't he be claiming that in his April 20th letter, you right. know, which when is it happened immediately afterwards, yeah, which it happened on March 22nd. He sends three letters before sending one where he claims to have done it. Like that doesn't sound like I feel like if he did it, he would have sent a letter. It would have been included in his April 20th letter. Right. And how public was that abduction? I mean, it was public. There was a headline right. that women woman claims to have been abducted by the Zodiac. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And just to clarify, like, not they weren't publishing all of these letters. They were selectively publishing some. They were there were news articles saying like received another letter, but of course they're but, not like going on the front page of every newspaper every time this happens. Right. And if you've seen the movie, Robert Downey Jr.'s character is the one who's writing like the column for the Chronicle about the Zodiac updates and everything. Right. He comes up later. His mm-hmm. name's Paul Avery in Paul real Avery, life. Thank you. Yeah. Two days later, um, he sends another letter. It's real casual. He essentially explains how he likes to torture people. Nice. In detail. Love it. Which is weird because he never did, like, he never took anyone and tortured them. Like, he right. just, it's weird. He didn't so, do it like Jeffrey Dahmer style. No, like, he's just shooting people wherever he goes. So, <laughs> so weird. he's just shooting people I mean, wherever that he is goes. Torture. But I mean, he's not like taking them back to his creepy torture basement and cutting off their toes. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you doing, man? So, yeah. But. <laughs> 
in the middle of the story, I just get annoyed by him. Like as much <laughs> I as I can tell, you'll like, pause and you'll be like, <sighs> "It's like my favorite case because I like the media influence and I just it's super interesting." But I'm like, "Wow, you're annoying," you know, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So on that note. <laughs> um, we're gonna wrap up part three and in part four i will tell you about some more creepy stuff he does and we'll discuss suspects Woohoo! so thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening. Bye. bye i've peaced so bad <laughs>